Ready. Did my stomach gurgles come out on last week's recording? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Unless you like really pay attention. <laughs> but I think I got most of it out. <laughs> okay. It's not doing it right now, so hopefully it won't. Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. What started out as a practice of podcasting, as well as speaking in general, has evolved into a practice of self-coaching and self-reflection, while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my pattern awareness manager. And every Sunday, we reflect on the past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing this on the fly, so don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes, where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. We're recording today on Sunday, December 6th of 2020, and this is practice session number 41. December 6th already. That's funny that it's the 41st session, and when we record the next session, you will have turned 41. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I didn't realize that. Can't believe it's going to be my birthday. Birthday already. (laughs) So, yeah, this is going to be my birthday week, mm-hmm. turning 41 on the 12th, 12-12. Man, that's crazy to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and recite the quote for the week. And this one comes from Lao Tzu, who I've quoted many times before, the founder or... I think he's considered the founder of Taoism. Anyway, the quote goes like this. If you realize that all things change, there is nothing you will try to hold on to. If you are not afraid of dying, there is nothing you cannot achieve. If you realize that all things change, there is nothing you will try to hold on to. If you are not afraid of dying, there is nothing you cannot achieve. And again, that's by Lao Tzu. (laughs) And I'm trying to remember why that stuck out to me this week. I jotted it down a couple days ago. But any thoughts from you offhand? Um, It feels like two quotes that were stuck together. Like they (laughs) feel like two valid but different statements. Yeah. I guess that kind of goes along with the whole Taoism idea with the yin and yang coming together maybe the concept of dualism but yeah i do so let's take it line by line the first line is if you realize that all things change there is nothing you will try to hold on to so that one's pretty self-explanatory basically life and complex systems are dynamic and always changing and 
And oftentimes we as humans tend to hold on to various ideas or patterns or habits or routines. And these are things that as humans, we incorporate to make life easier because if we do, if we repeat similar things, we don't want to have to relearn what we have to do each time we do it. So there's that idea of habits and routines and pattern recognition. But in reality, things are dynamic and always changing. So that, I mean, it goes along with a lot of things, a lot of the stuff that we talk about often in terms of how things are dynamic and things are a complex system. So that it actually goes right along with what I wrote from my tarot spread this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. So the first card that I pulled was the death card, which doesn't mean death in the literal sense. It means change and transformation. Okay. So, um, you know, we're often afraid of change because change can mean the end of something and Mm. or um, change is scary in any sense, really. Sure. So I wrote this morning um, that death itself isn't finality. It's the end of the current state of being and an initiation into the next one. When someone dies, we keep them alive in our memories. They don't cease being a part of our lives because they aren't physically here anymore. Their influence continues to shape us as long as we keep them alive by telling their stories. And the same is true for thoughts and beliefs. They don't simply disappear because you've decided to let them die. The longer a belief has been with you, the longer it will linger. Letting go of that old identity and those old fears and living in the old skin will take time. Be patient with yourself. So just the idea that that change is is a constant and and you need to embrace change and Mm -hmm. that even when things do change, they're not done. Mm -hmm. That we're we're kind of in this constant state of transformation. That was something that you wrote? Yeah, I just wrote it this morning. Yeah. Interesting. And then so you related that to the first line, but then it's interesting that the second line actually talks about death. Yeah, it's really, I hadn't put that together yet, but yes, that's yeah. very interesting. And the second line, again, it says, if you are not afraid of dying, there's nothing you cannot achieve. And that's actually interesting because that goes along with a big tenet of Stoic philosophy. Okay. I believe the Latin phrase is momentum mori. Mm-hmm. Which means, or wait, oh shoot! So it's been a while since I've been learning Latin. Uh, so momento mori. I think it's life. Basically, life is fleeting, or like remember to remember death. And it's the notion of being. It, it kind of sounds, I don't know if sadistic's the right term, but it kind of sounds... Fatalistic. Yeah, in terms of thinking about death all the time. But in thinking about death, you're thinking about life. Right. So there's that dualism there. And one of the stoic concepts is that you are dying a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. all the time but we don't really frame it like that 
in our own minds as we go along in our daily lives. And so we kind of lose sight of the concept of death and we kind of maybe have different ideas and we've sort of developed this different idea of death and in turn life because of the different ways we think about death now. For example, in ancient times or even a hundred or so years ago, humans were around death all the time, mm -hmm. whether they're out hunting and killing and uh, making food from mm -hmm. whatever's hunted and killed to being on a farm and raising animals and seeing animals die and maybe, you know, slaughtering animals for food and whatnot. So before we'd be around life and death all the time, obviously mm -hmm. we're around life all the time, but <laughs> we'd be more exposed to death and dying. Mm -hmm. But these days we're almost more shielded from it until the time comes yeah. for death to happen to uh, someone who's close to us, whether it's a loved one or relative or a friend or whatnot. And so it kind of hits us harder at that time in terms of the death and how we react to it. Whereas before when we were around it all the time, it's more a part of life and we're not as, or we weren't as devastated or surprised for lack of a better term when death came around. Yeah, I think it was probably different. Like it, it's yeah. still just as sad and you are still just as um, affected by losing someone sure. that you love, but it is, I think it was almost more honored. Yeah, I could, I could see that. That's a good way to put it. And it, it just wasn't as like severe, I guess you could say, or so, it wasn't as big of a shock yeah in terms of trauma and whatnot because we were more used to it we were more adapted to it so yeah um again the quote is if you realize that all things change there is nothing you will try to hold on to if you are not afraid of dying there is nothing you cannot achieve so it just kind of encompasses the whole flow and the dynamism of life mm -hmm. and things are always changing and things are always being born and things are always dying and so there's this cycle and a flow that goes on and we have to kind of remember all that and there's this spectrum i always talk about mm -hmm. spectrums and spectral potentiality and so there's always all these different things going on. So if you just kind of open your eyes and open your mind and provide the space to see all these things happening, you'll be more apt or have less of a tendency to focus or have tunnel vision, tunnel vision on some, a single thing or single event or single emotion. And 
have more perspective. So, cool. yeah, I <laughs> think uh, I was able to get around to what I got out of the quote. So maybe will I be able to tie it into some of the things? Oh, shoot. I forgot to stop or start the stopwatch. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to try to keep things to around half an hour. It's still been going long. I think I was around 40 minutes last week, but keep this shorter and more succinct because that'll help me in post-processing, <laughs> spend less time in post-processing. All right. But yeah, uh, let's see. How about your, how's your mood over the past week? Good, good. I've been uh, really good, especially for the first week of a month, which is usually full of client reports and still was full of client reports mm-hmm. right after Black Friday, which is a, a big week. Oh, yeah. But I've really been working on um, separating my worth from my production knowing that what I produce is not the same as what I'm worth and what my value is as a human. Mm -hmm. So that allowed me to um, have some more mental and creative space. So I uh, decided to launch another site because what Mm -hmm. I need is one more thing to maintain. But um, I decided to launch another site, which is at PamelaLund.me. And it is my da- my daily tarot spreads that I do for myself that I thought I would start sharing with the world, with anyone who may need a little perspective outside of all of our audio perspective. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's there. And I'm also um, doing uh, little posts on Pinterest to get it out there. Oh, really? And nice. um, yeah, that was, that was fun. So, cool. So that's up and going now? People it is. It there are three days worth up there. Nice. I'll have to check <laughs> it out too. And that's at PamelaLund.me. Yep, that's right. Yeah, it'll be a little rocky at the beginning because I'm transitioning from, I'm trying to not get into the mindset of writing them for other people. Like mm. I'm trying to stay in the mindset of writing them for myself. And then yeah. um, it's it's been difficult though because I find myself sure. editing for an audience. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's interesting. I, I totally get that feeling because that's kind of where I'm going with this podcast, with practice. I'm really doing it for myself and to practice and for others in terms of providing an example. But in the beginning, I found myself, you know, thinking what others are going to think and thinking yeah. how I can kind of tailor it to the audience. But yeah, I've been getting more and more used to the idea of you know, this is my thing and this is my self-reflection and I can talk about myself and what I know because I know those things <laughs> and be kind of confident with those things, although I'm not always so confident putting together all the thoughts that are scattered and floating around in my head, but still, these are things that are in my head. So. <laughs> it's your head. But Yeah. But yeah, I totally get that that mindset. How so, was your week? Yeah, my week was very interesting. And this will kind of tie up a lot of the things that I've been considering talking about. And so my week was kind of split in half before Wednesday and after Wednesday. So I guess I mentioned last week that we were going to launch the first episode of Not Bad Advice on Wednesday, so mm-hmm. this past Wednesday. And 
I thought I gave myself enough time. You know, we gave ourselves two weeks lead time since we released the trailer. And I thought that'd be plenty of time. And of course it wasn't. <laughs> and I was kind of getting to crunch time. And I did end up finishing the first episode on Wednesday, but I wasn't completely comfortable with it. And it's probably fine. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's probably good. And <laughs> it's def definitely good enough to publish. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just knew that I can make it better. And it took me, now looking back, it took me too long to get where I wanted to get on by Wednesday. So it's kind of led me to look more into my tendencies around working and, you know, between creative work and strategic work. And this is stuff that I've talked about in weeks past and I've tried to figure out and develop and cultivate. But I think this past week kind of really showed me how I go about these kind of things. And so I do, so I'm realizing that I still need to try to tap into that agile process or that agile philosophy a little more or a lot more where I get the minimum viable product developed as quickly as possible, which is basically what I tried doing with practice in the beginning where, you know, it's simply a podcast. We're just recording audio and we were nowhere near where we are now in terms of our room setup and our mic setups and our mic technique and our audio processing and our post-processing and editing and all that stuff, which now that I'm thinking about all that stuff, like it's crazy where we are now from where we started. Yeah. But when we started, I didn't know that we were going to get into all these things. And I knew that I wanted to produce something of quality, but I didn't know what went into all that quality. And I was able to produce something that was available and viable. But of course, looking back now, you know, the quality is nowhere near where it is now. But still, I was able to get it started. And now we're on episode 42 or 41. And, and the quality now wouldn't be where it is had we not gone through all of that. Like you had yeah, to go through it in practice. Exactly. Who knows, literally. you know, if I didn't kind of incorporate that agile process to begin with, who knows if we'd have anything at all right now. Mm -hmm. Like I might still be tweaking and fiddling <laughs> around with all this gear and all the software and stuff. So yeah, and went so with the not bad advice episode, I was trying to incorporate that concept, but now looking back, I know that I wasn't able to, and I kind of, I can see where I can incorporate a little more. So basically I'm trying to use all, so I, I've been, I'm still learning a lot of stuff around post-processing audio and podcasting in general. And even just storytelling and editing and the formatting process and everything like that. 
So it's, I'm, I still have a lot of learning going on. And of course, I'm learning each time that I'm processing one of these podcasts. And so each podcast is basically better, or I've added something new that I've learned to it. And it's tough when I'm in that process because, of course, I want it to be, I want it to end up being the best I possibly can. But, you know, if I'm still learning, it's, you know, the, the bar is always going to rise or the bar is always going to be higher. Mm-hmm. So I'm discovering now that I, it would really benefit me to adopt that agile philosophy a little more. So what I could have done differently last week was instead of, you know, doing everything I could to make the podcast the best. I possibly could, I should have just produced it as fast as possible with what I already knew so that I could have something done. And I know I kind of try to explain this whole concept to you earlier this week, Pam. It's making a lot more sense now. Okay, good. So I, I, I'm hoping that I can make even more sense as I <laughs> go about it here. And so, you know, if I had something done quick, so, I mean, I could have probably processed it within a day, maybe two tops with what I know and have it good enough to publish and have it ready to go. But instead it took me two weeks to get something ready to go. And it might be better than what I could have done in a day or two. But if I did, if I took the agile, if I, you know, use the agile process and did it within a day or two, and then took the rest of those two weeks, uh, you know, 12 more days to work on it from there, I think I'd be at a much better place. Or, you know, it may have taken me only three or four more days to get to where I got to in two weeks. So, yeah, so that's why I think uh, um, adopting the Agile methodology would be beneficial for me. And wrapping my head around my process last week and kind of reviewing and reflecting on that is making me see that a little better. And yeah. Do you have any response to that? Um, no, other than that, I think that it's really easy to look back now and say, oh, it's so obvious that that's what you should mm-hmm. have done. And I would have loved for it to only take two days, but I think you probably had to go through this right. to know that this sure. is how your process needs to be going forward. So Yeah, exactly. Totally. And I'm glad it happened. And so then the rest of my week went so well. So we decided to postpone the release of the first episode until next coming Wednesday. Because I could tell that you were stressed out and you were at nine o'clock at night going to go back to work on it. And yeah, we've been in that cycle before. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, the, the thing is like with my typical cycle, I would just get into this mode and... I just really kind of focus in on the process, which I love doing. I'll get 
really tied into the process and I'll just fiddle around, fiddle around and tweak and tweak. And I just love trying out every variable possible because I want to know all the possibilities and then develop the strategy and or synergize the processes from there. But that could just take forever and ever. And there could be no end because, you know, there's always something that you could probably add to the process. So that's another reason why I think the agile, agile method, agile methodology is beneficial because you get the product out of the way first, and then you can work on the process. Whereas I used to work on the process and just kept working on the process and the product would just take forever to come out. So I think this kind of also relates to the uh, modes of learning that I mentioned before in terms of focused thinking versus diffuse thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that, like I've said before, I have a very strategic mind and I get into these phases where I'm very focused and even my daily routine, my mornings are used to get my mind ready for the day. And I have my Pomodoro sessions set up so that I could get into a flow state and do deep work as much as possible throughout the day. But with all this creative stuff that I'm doing, it's a different, it, it's just a different way of thinking. So I can't really use that process or I'm finding that, you know, that process isn't really fit for the stuff that I'm trying to do. It's too because, rigid. Yeah. Cause I'm in that focus mode all the time. And so that's kind of what I was in the beginning of last week before Wednesday. I was in that focus mode trying to produce and complete the first episode of Not Bad Advice. But when I'm in that focus mode, I can't be creative because I'm focused and, you know, all my working memories tied up in the process of producing that first episode. And then after we decided that we're going to postpone it a week, I was automatically out of that focus mode and I was able to get in that diffuse mode and incorporate more different concepts and ideas that I've gathered along the way. And I, I've kind of, I was able to basically open up my mind more. And I mean, this wasn't like done intentionally or consciously. It just kind of happened because, you know, we decided to postpone it. So on Wednesday, when after Wednesday, when we decided to postpone, I just felt like a sense of relief, I guess. And I was just able to get in, get in that state and my brain was be able to, was able to become more diffuse. And I just had more thoughts and concepts getting connected. And then my Thursday and Friday, like I was able to do a lot of other things and I was super productive. Actually on Thursday, I switched to doing website work because I wanted to get away from the audio production. And I was super productive with that. And a lot of stuff came together. 
And then on Friday, I worked on, I actually went back and worked on the trailer because I'm just kind of still fiddling around with the new stuff that I'm learning. And I incorporated that in the trailer. And so it was kind of fun working on that. And of course, the trailer is done, but I'm able to basically open up my mind a little more creatively, create creatively <laughs> and incorporate all these other concepts back into the trailer. And then of course I'll be able to use that, um, in episodes and other processing work moving forward. So yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's interesting thinking about all these different ways that my brain functions and reflecting on that and kind of coming up with a plan and a strategy in order to work more productively and efficiently in terms of the different projects and the different types of projects that I'm working on now, um, namely between strategic and creative processes. It also sounds like you were um, having some some time scarcity hmm. and that once that was relieved mm-hmm. you were able to be more abundant in creativity because you didn't feel that pressure of yeah of even though you know deadlines are great and everything uh, right. when you're in panic mode or like rush mode you mm-hmm. can't be creative because you're right. just in get it done get it done and that is yeah. time scarcity yeah yeah, definitely. And that's another reason why I think the ad- Agile, uh, man, why can't I say that today? Your brain's the, moving too fast. Yeah. Do you say Agile or Agile? I think I say Agile. Okay. So another reason why I think the Agile me- methodology. <laughs> <laughs> you say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what I want to say. It's just coming out wrong <laughs> or not right. But anyway, another reason that I think the Agile methodology would benefit me is because I wouldn't have so much time scarcity if I got that product out and completed initially. And so I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this the way I want to, but the, I mean, I guess I already mentioned it before where, you know, if I started out with the Agile process and developed the episode within the first day or two, I would have all that rest of the time to tweak it and work on the process or whatever versus using all two weeks to process and go through the tweaks and all that stuff and maybe having the product done at the end. So yeah, I'm totally all in on this agile process and I, I still I'm, I'm still trying to incorporate it a little more and develop my my own processes within it I'm laughing as you're saying this because I pulled I went to pull a card for today and when I was shuffling a card jumped out and sometimes when cards jump out it's like that's the message that you're supposed to get so <laughs> the card that jumped out was the knight of pentacles and One of the meanings for this card is that you can't plan for every possible thing. You just have to start moving. Hmm. And if you get stuck on planning and prepping, you'll never do anything. Hmm. So I think that is pretty funny, given that you're talking about needing to have an agile process and not be 
stuck in the process. <laughs> and the other one, the one that I actually did pull is Temperance, which is the card right after death, uh, which we just uh, talked about at the beginning. Yeah. And this is the rebirth after death. So this is leaving the chrysalis and it's um, like letting go of your ego and trusting that what you do is what is meant to be done. So mm. I think that that was, um, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> Temperance is a one of the Stoic virtues, one of the big four virtues of Stoic philosophy too, in terms of like moderation and humility, maybe more moderation. Yeah, in uh, tarot, it's a little less about moderation and more about um, like just letting things be, mm. and the alchemy that can occur when things that you wouldn't think go together come together basically mm. like letting letting magic happen on its own nice <laughs> well i think that's a good way to close out the session for today then okay and so i think we're right about half an hour maybe a little maybe a minute or two more so that's good and i think we had a nice flow going today yeah so yeah i'd like to thank the listeners for joining me this week and pam for joining me as always Pam, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter where I am at Pamela underscore Lund. And you might be able to find me on Twitter at CK Disco. I think I tweeted a couple times this week, actually. <laughs> and go check out Pam's new podcast or our new podcast at Not Bad Advice. I'll go ahead and append the trailer to this episode. So if you keep listening past the end, you can hear the trailer. Go subscribe. And check out the website for Not Bad Advice at forcesofequal.com slash notbadadvice. And so, yeah, that's it for this week. So thank you listeners for joining me as always. And I hope you come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo! Hi, I'm Pamela Lund. And I'm CK Chung. And we're the hosts of Not Bad Advice, a show about universally good life advice that you can use right away no matter who you are. On Not Bad Advice, we take one aspect of life and show you how to look at it with a new perspective so you can make meaningful change wherever you need it. Want to build healthier habits? Or feel more confident? Or worry less? Or get better with money? We've got you covered. One of the most beneficial things you can do, just in general in life, is to get curious about yourself. We spend a lot of time judging and criticizing ourselves, but we don't spend enough time neutrally observing how we think and feel and why we think and feel those ways. You might be able to punish yourself into achieving a goal, and you might be able to find a shortcut that will get you there faster. But if the thing you're trying to achieve is something that you'll need to sustain long-term, suffering and shortcuts will both sabotage your success. There's a smarter way to achieve sustainable results that will make you happier and healthier at the same time. Money is just not transactional like we're taught. It is deeply personal. And a key step in taking control of your financial future is uncovering how money makes you feel, why it makes you feel that way, and how to feel the way you want instead. 
much bigger and better things to do with your resources. And the more that you believe that, and the more mindful that you can be, the more you can train your brain to let go of the things that are out of your control. And this need for control will never go away, no matter how much you work at it. But having the awareness that this kind of anxiety spiral is actually an attempt for you to feel in control can help you step out of it. transition to the part of the show where I shuffle a deck of oracle cards and pull a card to see how that card can relate to what we talked about today. I like doing this because it gives me a visual to associate with the topic and when I have a visual it makes it easier to remember the perspective and integrate it into my day. So let's see what the nocturnal oracle deck has to offer as a visual for being kinder to ourselves as we develop new of us as the friends who always give you good practical advice when you need it. Subscribe to Not Bad Advice wherever you get podcasts and visit forcesofequal.com slash not bad advice for more information. 